lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to this existentialist cucumber. The podcast that's been told that they look quite sexy in camouflage. Personally, we don't see it. And my name is Larry Wu. And I'm uh, Curtis Withers. Uh, Larry and I, uh, just before we just before we started the show, yeah, just just <laughs> as we're watching, we're we have I, I have the the NBA draft in the in the other monitor while we're kind of planning the show, and I'll let you say it, Curtis, because you're the you're the you're the newsman, you're the sports newsman. You probably have a better delivery on it. The Toronto Raptors are getting dick. As their thirteenth pick, yeah. From from, is it Kansas U's or Kansas City? What, what Ka- Kansas, yeah. He's, okay. He was uh, spent one year in Kansas. Grady Dick, shooting guard Grady Dick, was the thirteenth pick for the Toronto Raptors. Um, he uh, showed up to the draft. He's from Ka- he's from Kansas. Showed up to the draft in uh, um, a Wizard of Oz inspired like a red ruby inspired suit like the entire suit is like glittery red um and uh i i just i just uh instantly went for a bunch of sophomoric jokes when i when i heard about it <laughs> well you know it's you know it's it you could just see if if he's if he does get to play just oh my god it should be so many like you know it's Dick for three, or yeah. you know, it's Dick, Dick rising up to take the shot. Oh God! <laughs> oh, we're so childish. How's your week going, Curtis? So, congratulations, Raptors new coach, thirteenth pick. Yeah, uh, the kid looks decent, like a shooting guard. We, you know, depending on what happens with OG and and where they're going to rearrange things, he yeah. could he could fit in. Yeah, I mean the Raptors uh, definitely did not have consistent three point shooting uh, last year. Um, it was uh, it, it, I can't remember the you know the last time they had an, an like an assassin from three, right? Like mm-hmm. they've got guys who can shoot it, but like you know they've never really had that that guy who just like can stand in the corner and hit hit like you know. 40 40 uh, percent or more of his uh, of his attempts so uh it's pretty um was danny it, green shooting was danny green shooting that during the season i was with the raps during the season i think he was probably getting close he yeah. he was pretty pretty solid from three yeah you're right and then in the playoffs he kind of lost that a little bit mm. they, they weren't really getting a ton of offense from him uh in the in the playoffs um but yeah, like this guy, the problem is, is that uh, in the past is if you couldn't defend, then you wouldn't play, right? Mm. Uh, like on Nick Nurse's teams. So I don't know how good of a defender uh, uh, Grady Dick is, uh, mm-hmm. but he can, he's shown he can definitely shoot threes. Um, and uh, that's something that you can kind of, you you can translate that right away to the NBA, right? It's not like a center who needs to fill out a little bit or, you know, kind of figure out how to play against like, 
you know, massive NBA players instead of other college students and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you can shoot the three, you can basically slot right in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, hopefully with this new coach, who's apparently uh, pretty big on uh, developing players, then, uh, you know, we will see uh, uh, Dick rise to the occasion. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Grady Dick. Welcome to the North. And uh, we'll see how the team develops. This episode is pretty headline heavy because I think we didn't go through it last week. I kind of shoved a whole bunch of stories forward that needed to be shoved forward. I think there'll be some discussions within the headlines. So why don't we get to the headlines early? A new epidemic is raging through Springfield. And this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. All right, Curtis. So it'd be remiss for us not to talk about it. Like there's not too much jokey thing going on about the titan sub this is the sub the submersible that goes down to the titan to the titanic um it was found after being lost or lost communication on in sunday and i think today at 8 30 they would have reached their 90 hour mark which they would have lost air um they did find i guess a bit of the tail wreckage so they did determine that there was a catastrophic implosion Mm-hmm. So it sounded like it happened early. I don't think it was like, you know, happened this morning. I think something happened on their way down or it just sounded like this company that 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 ran this thing seemed pretty sketchy because I do have a headline um, that says, Marine Group says 10 subs in the world can dive to Titanic depths. Only 10. Titan is the only one not certified. And they, yeah. they published this back on, oh, I think it was yesterday. It was just like, what? Like, it just sounded like there was all these other horrible stories. You can come out like the controls on it were used like some kind of Logitech controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the same controller that, that you use to play, uh, you know, Call of Duty. They were using to. I, you know, and it just, it just like, I just feel so bad for these people. Like, A, I, this is probably better than suffocating. Because I, I assume that if you're in a pressurized vehicle that suddenly depressed, I don't know, does it de- get depressurized in that sense? But yeah, it loses the natural pressure that your human body can withstand. Like you would have been crushed instantaneously, I think, at, that, at those depths, right? Mm. I would think. So uh, sad it'd be, story. It would be better than um, hanging around until your oxygen ran out. That's for oh. sure. God, they'd be clawing at each other. You, you, they probably would have ran out because people were probably freaking out, right? Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, like uh, it's just like, it's, it's very hard to just sort of sit still in an orderly fashion, and you know. Now, now you said there was a bathroom on this thing. I that was I that was I that, that's what I was thinking. Like, how does this little sub have a bathroom? And you know, I, I get people wanting to go on these things because it's like okay, you know, people, those adventurous, those rich adventurous that they call professional adventurous, they climb Everest and things like. This is like the least interesting thing because you're in this sub. There's no windows. It's not like you're looking out in uh, SpaceX and you're seeing mm. space, right? You're in this tin can and there's like a video screen effectively showing you what is in front of you and you're that's all you see yeah i don't i don't i don't really get it and like there's just like what is there five people in it and uh, uh it's about the size of a minivan so i think it could probably maybe let's just say let's just say hold six yeah and i think there's room for like one person to lie down at a time and then there's a little 
curtained off sort of area where they have a, a toilet and but basically you're just sitting there and uh yeah i don't know i don't know it's uh not something i would do being um very claustrophobic um oh. but uh yeah uh, so the this of course there's always there's always horrible people in the world and one of them has to be actually was quite related to this guy. So this was missing. So what was it? This this is the stepson of one of the British billionaires that were on board. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, it was the uh, the stepson of uh, Hamish. What was his What was his name? Harding. Hamish Harding. Hamish Harding. So his stepson Brian Brian Zaz. He posted on Twitter, Hamish, my stepdad, is lost in, the, in a submarine. Thoughts and prayers that the rescue mission will be successful. Uh, and then about a couple of hours later, he posted a picture of himself at a merch table at a Blink-182 concert, <laughs> sporting some fresh Blink-182 merch. And he says, it might be distasteful being here. Well, my family would want me to be at the Blink-182 show as it's my favorite band and music helps me in difficult times. I think Heart, Black Heart. Is it thank you? Is it, it's, it's thank you, right? Yeah, it's not it's a high like five. A, it's like the, like the, prayer, the prayer thank you emoji. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So it's not it's not really it's not that he went to the to the concert. You know, people cope. People cope with, you know, tragedy and adversity in different ways. It's it's that he is that he, t- he, he tweeted it. He tweeted a picture of him at the merch table hours after you know a a sort of like you know plea for the rescue mission to be successful, and 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 let off his tweet with it might be distasteful, yeah, <laughs> because uh, it's it's just like saying it's just like saying I'm not racist, but yeah. It might be distasteful, but and then just say like a very distasteful thing. I mean, it, you know, what is he, he expecting? Like, he also tagged Blink One Eighty Two. Is he thinking that the band would like respond to him? I think he was because yeah. I think I think there's an in, in, an Instagram pic picture as well that they don't have on here where he tags each band member individually, hmm. like at Mark Hoppus at what's the guy's was the uh, Tom DeLong. <laughs> I forget who the third oh, guy is. God. So yeah, uh, he decides to go to the con. Like you say, go to the concert. That's one thing, but just stay off social media when in times yeah. like this. Like, but you know, I get it. One eighty two, blank one eighty two concert. The merch table. There's no lineup at the merch table. Do you notice that? It there's no, exploded. there's no, there's no lineup at the merch table, and I'm wondering if some of the people at the merch table aren't even wearing Blink One Eighty Two merch. <laughs> it looks like they may be wearing merch for other bands. Oh, uh, it just, oh, I don't know, Curtis. It's the, it's the little things, right? It's all the small things. Oh, it's the small thing. Oh, sorry, all, I, I all, don't even all know. the small things. Oh God, little, so, th- little things. I believe was a, um, was a Bush X song. Ah, yes, yes, yes. So. Oh, just, That's what's going to happen if if um, if you ever get lost in a submarine, Larry. I'm going to like appeal for your safe return on social media, and then two hours later, I'm going to be at a Bush X <laughs> merch table. Say, <laughs> <laughs> like, Larry would have wanted this. It's yes. the it's the hashtag little things, <laughs> or um, 
What was other? What was their other big song? They had glycerine. Glycerine. Yeah. Yeah. Hope, hoping, hoping, hoping you have some glycerine with you. Yeah. (laughs) Don't let the days go by. (laughs) Hey, very good. I give you that one, man. Jeez, that's going deep, deep cut, deep, deep cut. All right. Why don't we continue on the music trend? So, uh, this was an article from TMZ, and this is. The headline's not much, but there's several things about the story. So it's Babyface. I had no problems playing second fiddle to Anita Baker, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. So this is a story of Anita Baker. Uh, What was her big song again, Curtis? You knew it, right? Sweet Love. Yeah. So she's on a concert with some other bands that – uh, and special guests kind of within the same vintage, right? Because I think Anita mm. Baker's like, is she in her 60s? She Probably, kind of, yeah. Like her, her stuff was big in the 80s, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she tweeted out, after silently enduring cyberbullying, verbal abuse, and threats of violence from the fan base of our special guest and supporting act, in the interest of personal safety, I will continue the songstress tour alone appropriate refunds will be made. So she basically kicked him off the tour because what happened was, I think, I don't know if the article indicates which show it was, but I guess they had a technical problem and they had to cut the baby face um, set shorter one night, but then it, I guess it wasn't really um, explained to the crowd. So the baby face fans were kind of ticked off that, he got pulled and then Anita just did her full set. So I think um, she started getting hate mail left, right and center from the baby face fans. Baby face fans are known for being very passionate. Um, but, but again, these are people like folks that are like older than us, Curtis. Like mm-hmm. if I was famous, I'd be like, uh, yeah, you deal with my social media. I'm not reading anything. You think Blink-182 is reading that guy's tweet in front of his merch table? Yeah, probably not. Yeah, but Anita Baker has time to go through all the hate mail that she's getting because the Babyface fans, you know, Babyface. Maybe maybe, maybe her assistant really hates her. Maybe. You have to read this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. So my question to you, Curtis, Babyface. Yeah. Yeah. He's 65, 64 years old. Yeah. Is it time for a name change? I think you had a good one. What was it? Baby lift face, baby face, baby face, baby, baby face, face lift. lift. I also, I also like baby lift face, but baby face lift, was, <laughs> I think, is is the winner. Baby face lift. He, yeah. If you if you saw like pictures of of you, he was called baby face uh, for good reason in like the nineties. He did have a very very sort of a boyish uh, face. But now, uh, I think I was saying to you, Larry, he, he looks a lot like the leader of the Gramercy Riffs from the film The Warriors. <laughs> Big sunglasses. He's kind of like a bit craggy, you know. Just, Can uh, you dig it? Ah, the Warriors. You can just picture, <laughs> picture him. Picture him leading, well, leading a New York street gang in the 70s. When, when we were off uh, the weekend... Re- not reverted, but he changed his stage name. He's no longer going by the weekend. Yeah. Maybe, you know, just like that. I think probably in the same way, like, oh, my music is now a different stage. So now I'm more, I want to be, 
I don't know. I'm not the weekend. I'm not. I'm not the fun weekend anymore. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Well, you know what? Whatever he changed it to, like, I hated every time, and 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 it wasn't often, but like he'd get mentioned in sports stories sometimes, and it just shattered my soul having to type the weekend without that <laughs> that that third e, the weekend, <laughs> the weekend. And, and, and 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 even even whatever word processing that you're typing into is trying to fix it for you, right? Oh my god, yeah, the yeah, that <laughs> red squiggly line underneath, and then like, yeah, you read the spell check. Are you sure you don't mean the weekend? It's like, nope. Unfortunately, I mean the weekend. <laughs> the the weekend. The weekend. Yeah. So. Um. What other bands uh, need a name change as a result? Like, I guess New Kids. Right. Yeah. New kids on the block. Yeah. Or or did they actually for a while they just stopped calling it's just like KFC. They don't say Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore, right? It's KFC. So they weren't they just going by N O K T B N K O T B? I think because you had like new on the kids block. I'm not a fan of any of this music. So it could be. They could be. Yeah, they could. They could be taking the KFC first. That's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, you know, so that way you're you're still kind of on brand, but you know, but people know, people know what KFC stands for, right? The PFK, if you're all français. PFK, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Most people know what it stands for. I wonder if I wonder though if we will get to a stage where like like I wonder if my son will grow up knowing that it stands for Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know what I mean? Um, like, like I, I, he will because I will tell him. But yes. like, I just wonder, like, if others will grow up just thinking it's just K, it's KFC, and it'll be like, well, you know, there's yeah, because it's not written anywhere, right? It's not written anywhere. It's like it's like the what's the what's the what's New York's NBA team? The Knicks, right? The Knicks, but they were the Knickerbockers. Knickerbockers. Yeah. Nobody calls them. Nobody like. No one under surprised. the age of of sixty. Right, right. <laughs> like nobody would even know they were the Knickerbockers. They're just the Knicks. Ask someone what a Knickerbocker is. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> Some old timey American thing. I have no idea. But, but yeah, they were the Knickerbockers, and now they're just just the. I'm sure at one point in time, someone's going to realize that it's going to be like, oh, sh- should we still use that term anymore? But it seems. Yeah, uh, I don't. I'm sure. I'm sure. Knickerbocker these days is a derogatory, but back yeah. then it was like. What? Uh, so, is there any other bands that are currently running with an, an older band? Like you said, it's a band popular in the '80s, '90s that's still kind of running with, you know, we're young and we're we're free type of name yet there. Um, no, yeah, nothing guess, comes to mind, right? Well, I guess are the Backstreet Boys still around? No, That's I, not quite as because they're the boys, they're boys, Backstreet Boys. Because uh, they they're like like in their fifties now, aren't they? Or forties? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think they're yeah. I think I know. I think they're I think they're probably done. Uh, but yeah, you know, Babyface, all these other bands. You need to consider a name change, just like yeah. the weekend. Help us out here. The next story. You know, we talk about food and we've, we've done the beverage discussion before, Chris. This is kind of on the same vein here. The headline here is, this ingredient is the only difference between Pepsi and Coke. And the funny thing is, is I always thought the recipes for both of them are 
still secret, right? But I found out this person that wrote the article only kind of analyzed the ingredient listing as if it was like groundbreaking research this person did, which they did not. So this is like journalism today, which by the way, came from BuzzFeed. But this person, you know, astutely as if being the only person on the planet ever looked at the ingredients, discovered that there's only one ingredient difference. And that is citric acid in Pepsi. Now, this person also quotes this book from 2005 called Blink. By Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. And he said that the difference between cola rivals in a single sentence, Pepsi is characterized by a citrusy flavor burst, unlike the more raisiny vanilla taste of Coke. Okay, let's go. Let's talk about the Pepsi one. Do you agree with that? Is there a citrusy burst? Pepsi. I, I don't think so. It's just sweet, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Citrusy. Yeah. Like, they, citrusy they, they, burst would think, you know, oh, am I drinking 7-Up or some cola? Oh, wait, it's Pepsi. Yeah, it doesn't have the, it doesn't have the smooth taste of Lyman. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Sprite does. Um, yeah, citric, or citrus is not what I would think of when I think of Pepsi. Yeah, me neither. So, but the the Coke description, that got me. Because I was like, raisiny vanilla. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Nope. Or taste it. Now, raisiny, like, what? Yeah, I don't get, I don't, I don't get that at all. To me, it just tastes, it just tastes very, I don't know what, I would I would describe the taste of Coke as, but it's very it's harsh, right? I find it's sort of hard hard on your tongue when you drink it. I don't it, get it's it's its own thing. I don't think I don't yeah. think you can really describe it. I I I, I challenge anyone to, but uh, you know, for me, I don't like I'm not a big fan of raisins. Like raisins ruin everything. So I'm I'm a I'm a Coke fan. I but call it raisiny come on like raisins ruin everything curtis don't well, you think so no i like raisins what okay yeah raisins on their own i'm okay you put raisins in a butter tart hard pass see i've, I've known a lot of people who have had the same viewpoint where they've they're fine with raisins on their own but they don't like raisins in butter tarts or they don't like raisins in cereal or they don't like ra- like i but it, it seems like that it's mostly raisins right like that like they'll say oh yeah i like i like uh, raspberries oh do you like raspberries and yogurt hell yeah it's like, you know, I like raisins <laughs> do you like raisins in in anything no it's disgusting <laughs> i've never really figured it out but i like raisins and butter tarts i and okay. i know it's a thing i know it's definitely uh a controversial um take i think most people who like butter tarts most people i know who like butter tarts prefer no, not I wouldn't even say prefer no raisins. Do not want raisins anywhere near their butter tarts. Most people yeah. I know, but I like I like uh, raisin butter tarts. I would say though that my favorite butter tarts do not have raisins. Yeah, raisins are like a blight onto the butter tart. Like it's got to be plain, and or maybe you introduce some nuts. I'll 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 I'll, I'll do that. But you were mentioning that you wanted to hit the Ontario. Best Butter Tart Festival, which we found out just recently that it's in Midland, Ontario, and we just missed it. Yes, it was well, earlier this month. Yeah. No, no. What was? The, did you look up the winner? Like, what was the? Yeah. The whole, 
Yeah, so the winner, I think he won a, I think this guy's butter tarts won a couple of categories, but it won the overall category. And his bakery is Circles and Squares, um, which is, um, it's, a, it's, it's North York technically, but it's, it's, it's about probably like three kilometers north of where I live. Okay. Um, so I'd, I'd want to drive there, but like it's not far. Like I, I still consider, I, I think that I live in the butter tart mecca of the world um, because we've got because we've got we've I've got there, there's butter tarts for all kinds. There's Selena's butter are, tarts. Are, are they walking? Are, are they walking the Hajj around the butter tart holding raisins or maybe showering each other with raisins? Well, the ones the the ones that 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 are in this area don't have raisins. There's there's Selena's butter tarts are the kind that you have to eat with a spoon. They're so runny, and then there's Charmin's uh, proper pies. Um, they they're known a lot for their savory sort of dinner pies, but they also make a really mean butter tart. Uh, there's Cassis Bake, and they do a they do a raisin one, and they do a regular one, and they do a maple one, which is also very good. Um, I don't know how you feel about maple in your butter tarts. But I'm okay. It's 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 the sudden consistency difference of suddenly hitting a raisin. That's I think that's bothers me the most. And it's already butter tarts already sweet naturally as it is. And then now I have this other thing that's even sweeter. So as an example, I also probably would say the same thing as not that people would do, but put chocolate chips in raisins. It would be in in a butter tart. It would be like the same thing. So what's your take on like? So, because I just had um, before we started uh, recording, like just before we started recording, I had a piece of pie that had like boba in it, like like it was like, like bubble tea pie. Like, yeah, yeah, basically like giant brown yeah. sugar tapioca like thing. Yeah, and yeah. then that the 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 um, sensation of eating that pie is a lot like what you described in a raisin butter tart. Cause you're eating this pie, you're eating this pie. And then all of a sudden you bite into like this super sweetened tapioca ball. Yeah. And I thought it was amazing, but, but, <laughs> but like um, that would be sort of analogous to eating, eating a butter tart and then hitting a raisin. And then it's like this sweet little jolt. I don't. I just. I don't see the downside. I don't know, man. I think. I still think you're wrong. Now, <laughs> let me ask you this question, Curtis, because our American you now butter tarts a very Canadian thing. Mm. Our American friends have pecan pie. Is there a difference? Um, I think they're. I, I was looking it up, and I think they're largely the same. Like they've got the same kind of that same kind of goopy. Um, sort of filling, right? Yeah. Uh, but you it, can never have a runny. You you wouldn't have a runny pecan pie, though. Right. I think, I think we. You can have a runny butter tart, which yes. some people like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what it, it said. Like, well, other than having the, the pecans or they or the pecans, as I as I like to call them, <laughs> the, peca- the pecans. You can have the you can have um, that, and then I think I think uh, pecan pie often has the. Uh, like cornstarch or something to 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 solidify it a little yeah. bit, and maybe butter tarts don't have that. But yeah, you can have butter tarts of ver- various levels of uh, consistency, right? So you can have yeah. like the super runny ones, but you can have like fairly thick ones too. So in that case, 
you know, you're maybe eating sort of like a mini pecan pie, but without the nuts kind With of thing. Tart. Yeah, in a tart form. I I just uh, I just had a thought come to me as well while we, while you're talking about the, the the pecan pie. So pecan pie, right? Crust, filling, served in a wedge. Mm-hmm. Pie. Mm-hmm. Um, cake. Sure, you could sometimes cut it into wedge, but there it's there's a flour component tree to it, right? There's there's like this quote unquote cake, mm-hmm. maybe layered with stuff. Explain to me how cheesecake is a cake and not a pie. I believe uh, it. I don't think it is a cheesecake. I think it's a cheese pie. Crust, yeah. <laughs> filling, wedge. I think. I think we've been brainwashed. Personally, I, th- I think. I think there's some kind of conspiracy with the pastry people. I guess. Yeah. Think about it. Think about it. New York. New York style cheesecake. How yeah. is that a cake and not a pie? Yeah, you're right from a from 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 a from a crust perspective. It's definitely more like a like a pie. Yeah, but there's no cake. <laughs> like if if you were to say describe to me cake, mm-hmm. right? You're you're gonna say, you know, soft, bready, sweet bread most of it and then there's icing and whatever you you can't describe that in cheesecake (laughs) well i guess it's like i guess it's like peanut butter right like it's more like the dutch call it pindakas so it's like peanut cheese and so so what would you say would you say that that peanut butter like if but, you, when you say that that, that that it's that it's like a cheese, like I don't know. I guess it just depends on what works in what language, right? But, I, but no, no. But again, if you find that dessert in any restaurant or any pastry coffee shop, it is peanut butter pie. Mm-hmm. They don't call it peanut butter cake. But what if they call it peanut cheese cake? I'm so, I, my argument's still cold. It's not a cake, but but <laughs> but, but but the but but the peanut, <laughs> but, but the cheese comes from be- the fact that it's peanut cheese. <laughs> okay, so you're saying it's it's like vegan? See, vegan, I'm trying, it's yeah. a vegan dessert. Yeah, yeah, it's the peanut cheese. It's yeah. still pie. It's still pie. I, I don't care what you say. It's so so. So my argument is, I, I from now on, I'm calling it. I, even when I'm ordering it from a restaurant, I'm calling it cheese pie. Yeah. Can I get a slice of blueberry cheese pie? And I'm going to argue with the, with the person about how is this cake. All right, I'm going to hold you. I'm, to I'm it. telling you, I'm, I'm going to hold, I'm, I'm gonna hold I'm, you I'm, to it. I, I'm, I'm telling you. So, but, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know about raisins, man. I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. What about raisin bran? Do you prefer same, just same bran? Thing. Same thing. Yeah, yeah I, you I, prefer bran. <laughs> <laughs> just eat the bread. Forget about don't don't infect raisins into my food. What's the what's the famous salad? What's what's the famous salad that has raisins in it? Is there is it's not know. Waldorf is, salad. Is it a Waldorf has like nuts, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't think there's a salad that its own infected raisins. You know, raisins are like a blight on food. You just eat it on its own. Come on. Just but you don't maybe glossette. Glossette raisins. So you don't mind chocolate covered raisins? Yeah, because they're you know they're on its own, right? They're right. 
we're putting a coat. The, the focus is on the raisins. So here's one, another one for you that I say I, I, I refuse is rice pudding. Okay. Rice pudding on its own, cinnamon, chef's kiss. Then you ruin it. Someone ruins it by throwing raisins in it. Come on. Even visually, it looks horrible. You have this like white fluffy dessert. Then there's these chunks of brown, like, which could be mice, turds. I don't know. What about, but what what if somebody in, in, in your brand, so say you got some brand and then somebody yeah. cut up some grapes, like some some green grapes, cut cut like a bunch of green grapes seedless in half, and then put them on your your brand. I know you're trying to trick me by saying, "Oh, you must like grapes," but <laughs> the same thing. No, I don't think I, I I don't think I do that. I I take my colon blow straight up, man. I I, I I I don't think adding fruit to it would do much to brand, but but I like grapes. Yeah, I I don't know if I put my put grapes in my butter tart or rice pudding so i think you yeah, have to try you, to trick me in another way this is the but this is this is the reason for the raisin because you can't really put a grape in the in the butter tart because they take up too much real estate but you <laughs> but you shrivel them down and then they mm, perfectly fit in there and you get a nice bit of a uh, bit of grapiness dried mm. grapiness mm. it's know. almost almost like you're drinking a coke baby if if Coke was raisiny. Okay. Uh, someone who also clearly maybe is not a fan of raisins that are butter tarts, maybe, I don't know, is uh, Taylor Swift. This is a weird uh, headline that you and I found. It, not weird in so many, but again, it's, it's, it's peeling back the onion layers of this story, which is MP, MP standing for Member of Parliament, mm-hmm. <laughs> files official grievance after Taylor Swift announces new tour dates with no Canadian cities. Yeah. Oh my God, Curtis, so much to unpack there. One, who's going to be the bozo that presents this to the House of Parliament? Oh, look, an, an Alberta MP. Yeah. Uh, um, and who do you file the grievance, the official grievance to? It's not like, Taylor has a union or a union boss. You file it directly to her. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, like I'm. I, I'm. I'm assuming this guy did this fairly tongue in cheek, um, wasting our money doing while well, they should be doing other things. <laughs> definitely, definitely, they should be doing other things. But yeah, it's weird. Like, like this grievance. Yeah, like what? What are they hoping? I, I don't think they're really hoping to gain anything from it except get some publicity. But, um, but like you know, what would what would be a logical endgame for that? Like, could could they compel Taylor Swift to play shows in Canada by filing it? Like, I, I, I don't. I, I don't know. But those other other MPs that. Uh followed suit on Twitter, basically saying, I have no idea how this works, but I'll second the grievance. Yeah, it has cross-partisan support. It's got like liber- <laughs> liberal MPs and conservative MPs all all supporting the, the, the grievance. Yeah. I, I guess, like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you get so tired of just listening to... Or fighting you know, each other. Yeah, fighting each other, listening to Pierre Polyev and Justin Trudeau snipe at each other and question period that you know yeah 
just want want to need some levity want to have a reason to go to work so you do something like this yeah which is the reality is taylor commands huge stadiums right like she's playing huge nfl size stadiums in the states like not even skydome or rogers center or whatever you'd like to call it could hold the audience that she's filling in nfl state uh, stadiums right mm-hmm. yeah like every night she's playing this between 60 to eighty thousand people like canada's market and is so small and then she'd also have to traverse a very large country playing very few dates where she could play the same nine dates in europe and they'd all be like what within hour or two drive from each other yeah very very easy to get from venue to venue in europe yeah so but um <laughs> that this this uh, motion this this very serious uh motion uh very this serious grievance came a day after the, the beaverton had an article <laughs> Pierre Polyev vows to hold Trudeau accountable for Taylor Swift <laughs> leaving Canada out of tour dates. They had the jump. Yeah, they had the jump. The uh, the Beaverton is now getting scoops <laughs> on Parliament Hill. And and I bet tomorrow after the grievance, they probably would argue. Oh, God. It's just oh, yeah. kind of a weird story. Yeah. Um, and not, not really a headline. The headline that kind of happened when we were off – but, you know, more, you know, if we were a newspaper, this would be our technology corner, maybe next to the uh, lifestyle and home section. Uh, this is the Apple Vision Pro that got announced. So this is their VR, AR headset. Yes. First impressions, Curtis. Uh, I don't really have an opinion yet. And I was um, the same with like I was the same with the iPhone. Like I, I saw it and I was like, I don't know. And then and then now, like, you know, I couldn't picture myself without an iPhone or an iPhone equivalent type device. So will that happen with this? Um I don't know. Like I, I've I've lived my life without an without one of those i watches for for a long time. So Yeah. You know, it comes at a hefty uh, price. I think it was like thirty five hundred dollars US. Yeah, the price point is pretty. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Like, um, so I guess when you put it on, unlike a VR headset, it's they're transparent goggles, so you can see, you know, through them. But I guess it can project uh, screens or monitors or other visuals and overlay reality with them. So true, not like augmented reality is kind of a weird thing. It's like, Oh, look at this. And look, there's a mouse dancing on your person's head or whatever. But this is like a, a full on like monitor screen. So you can look at it and, and you can also look around the room and um, I don't know. The problem with it is the headset still looks huge and bulky. Yeah. And it's also wired. So now you're you're tethered. Your head is tethered to your computer. And who knows what kind of heat that thing is generating, right? Yeah. I don't like the design very much. It sort of looks like it sort of looks like the especially like when I'm looking at it from sort of like the the bottom the bottom of the unit. Mm-hmm. It it looks like what 
the rebels were wearing when they were riding tauntauns on Hoth. <laughs> yeah, they're just basically big, big yeah. ski goggles. They're big ski goggles. So, like, if it looked cool in 1980, it probably looks less cool in 2023. Well, what's fantastic is you, you could be wearing them. The person you're talking to thinks you're looking at them, but they're in reality, they're not. They're looking at some screen. They're yeah. basically staring at their phone. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if this is, again, a solution looking for a problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I get that sense that this is what th- these headsets, you know, that may be the old guy talking in me. Like, I don't see why you need that. Um, because... I the whole point of also having a, mach- a computer is I can show you stuff, right? Like, hey, look at this. I wear yeah. the headset. Like, everything is, like, private and private to me only. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I can suddenly, you know, whoop, I'll project what I'm seeing from the headset and show it on a wall or something. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. About at 3500 bucks. whoo, that's steep. That is steep. Yeah, I, I – Especially because there's headsets uh, available now. Maybe they don't have the same level of functionality, but you can get, like, for example, good gaming headsets for what six hundred bucks. Yeah, there's one in the studio with me right now. I have the PlayStation VR two. I think mm-hmm. that cost that costs like seven hundred bucks. Yeah, and it's four K. Is it four K? Yeah, four K in each eye. Um. But it's not it's not a goggles like this where it's augmenting reality. I put that on, and if it's not projecting anything, I'm bumping into walls. Right, right, yeah. Um, but um, no, it's it's fun. But uh, yeah, I thought I'd just kind of talk about it, and I, as I kind of expected, like we have no opinion on it because we're like, I don't see why we would need one. Yeah, but, like, uh, like I think probably like in 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 ten years from now, I'll I'll be on like my third one. But uh, <laughs> you, you know how these things go. I don't uh, need it, and then you just get it. If 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 it goes wireless, maybe you got me there. But when you have me tethered, yeah, to that's the true. computer, yeah, I don't know. Well, someone else who probably needs to be tethered. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, did you know that Whoopi Goldberg is a huge gamer, Curtis? And this is kind of our gaming section. So if we were, again, newspaper, this is our video game section of the call. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg calls out Blizzard for not refunding Diablo 4. This a, is a little yeah. out of control. Yeah. A little out of control. Cool. Yeah. So I guess what happened here is uh, – so this store, this this article, it's quite funny – it says Whoopi Goldberg is a, um, I believe it says a a massive gamer or a huge gamer. Huge gamer, yeah. Whoopi Goldberg is a huge gamer, um, but then it goes on to say that the the problem is is that she pre ordered this game, um, but it's not, but it hasn't come out for the Mac. So she's a huge gamer who games exclusively on a Mac. So she's not a huge gamer. <laughs> well, we already checked that out. Also, you probably she bought it online, so she don't have a physical copy. 
But when she bought it online, it probably would have clearly stated for these following platforms. I don't think Blizzard even ever, ever intended for this game to come out on the Mac. It did, yeah. It's, uh, in all their literature, it said that it was for the for the Xbox uh, Series X and S, PlayStation Four and Five, and PC. And that's yeah. Like the, I don't I I don't know what the install base is for games on the Mac because I've never had a Mac. But like like tons of games don't come out for Mac. Am I am I right in saying that? Like like I don't think did World of Warcraft ever come out on Mac? Uh, maybe because I played through Diablo three on a Mac because a um it was I don't think I had a modern day console when it came out. And also, it was the only computer that I had, and I I met the minimum requirements. So I and being a Diablo series fan, just like Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg, apparently, um, I had to pick it up. So I played through Diablo three. Not to say, oh, you ha- you can game. It was an okay experience. I'll I'll, I'll give it that. I'll- yeah, I think like I don't know. Like I was saying to you before, like I think what happens is. If you're gaming on a Mac, you have the Mac for other reasons, like like you know you're you're a graphic designer or something like that, and then you just get some and you happen to like get some games for it, you know if you, because like nobody gets a Mac just to game. You can get a PC and only use it for games. In fact, a lot of people I'm sure do that all the time, right? Get like some sort of Alienware PC and just game on it all the time. But oh, like yeah. if you're if you're a huge gamer, your number one platform is not like the Mac. Yeah, you're, you're not not going to be your your iMac or even any of the laptops. Yeah. So this kind of segues really into the real story. So, you know, sorry, Whoopi, just buy a PS5. End of story. Uh, Diablo, huge franchise for Blizzard, came out with number four. Geez, it's only been. Two weeks, I think, not including the early access. Curtis, people have logged 350 million hours in two weeks on this game. Yeah. Rap- I've, I've, heard it's, I've heard it's a bit of a success. <laughs> well, you and I have talked about this game, the series throughout uh the the the, sh- the the length of existentialist cucumber because you and I played two, yeah, number two quite yeah. a bit together, yeah, online, yeah. yeah, and you know at the time it was like this this is like this is the game everyone kind of played it and you know it took what ten fifteen years before three came out yeah I was not a big fan of three I played it yeah but to me two was still better than three for you know a lot of reasons two remake came out in anticipation for four to come out i played through that again yeah you know they cleaned it up made it look better but there are certain still annoying things that were in the original but they brought it over just because yeah they but wanted four, they wanted a true yeah Diablo they wanted experience it, yeah. yeah but for curtis oh my god uh, i'm gonna go down and saying again because it's modern it probably is the best in the series right now. Now I know you've only kind of what gone through the first two hours, maybe, maybe a first I mean, hour. I, I think even 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 less. Like uh, I got it today, so I'm and we're not gonna have time to talk about this t- today. But uh, on a show coming up, I really want to talk about the the latest Zelda game, Tears of the Kingdom. 
uh, which is phenomenal. And I'm, mm-hmm. but the thing is, I'm just about finished it. Yeah, yeah, finish so, it first. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll probably finish it. I've, I've, I've got like uh, real commitment problems when it comes to games, <laughs> uh, but uh, I will. I'm probably going to finish it tonight, to be honest. I'm on the uh, so in preparation. I was like, am I going to buy Final Fantasy 16, or am I going to buy um, Diablo 4? Before I had a son, I would have just bought both. Uh, so, but I bought, I did buy in anticipation of finishing um, Tears of the Kingdom Diablo 4. And I've played through the first, I, I, like the first major encounter. Like the, like the, I've cleared the first dungeon essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and and that's obviously a small sample size, but uh, but I've I've enjoyed how already the game is like batshit insane. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're, they're what you're gonna see is the graphics are like crazy, and certain levels are just like there, and then it, it's even bloodier. <laughs> and, um, and the map is huge. It, it's it it's so massive. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm much further than you. I, I probably, obviously I'm part of this 350 million hours. Um, but I've already at level 50. So, which is, I guess, halfway through the level cap, I guess it's a level cap of a hundred okay. or something like that. Yeah. Um, which love would, it, which would take multiple playthroughs to get. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Yeah. Everything about it, things that were annoying in two and three, disappeared like i don't really have a huge complaint i even find sometimes like you know how um even in the older games if you make some bad calls about skills and and things you attach to your character you you pay for it as a result of you know it's making bad decisions or whatever and then you're screwed this game is not like that in fact i think they actually intend that you shift the way you play the character as you progress through the game. And I think you mentioned that those other modern day RPGs are also like that too, right? Yeah. There's a lot of games now where you can get like cheap, um, respects, right? Um, so like for some, some of them you can just don't, don't cost you anything. And then some of them will cost you like a nominal fee and then you can read. This is so nominal. Points. Yeah. It's so nominal. So basically, you know, the people are thinking like, oh, from levels one to 20 or one to 30, you can use this type of loadout as the most effective. And then once you reach that level, you shift to a different game style style playing because it, it's more effective for the higher levels, right? Yeah, well, it makes sense too because like a lot of times um, when you don't have as much choice on where to put your skill points in these kind of games, so you'll dump them all into a uh, like like a low level skill, but it's what's available to you at the time. And then when you get to a higher level and you don't use that skill very much anymore or at all it'd be great to just have the one point in there that you need to unlock other things and then to redistribute those points into like some of the new skills you've unlocked. And like, I don't think in Diablo two, you're able to do that. You're just stuck. If you nope. put like points into the stupid jab and then you wanted them for like a better, you know, like a lightning, a lightning jab. No, it's lost. Yeah, yeah. it's lost. So, so it, it's good. It's, it's good. It's yeah, it's good because like, 
then you get scared of using your skill points and then the the beginning of the game becomes needlessly harder because you're not you're you're not using all your skill points so you're not um you know utilizing what's available to you because you're scared of 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 like handcuffing yourself down the line i don't know I, there's so much that i that that's good about it the way even the attribute points are kind of thrown out the window like you don't have to worry about oh distribute your five points across you yeah. know the standard strength dexterity and all that that's kind of out the window and also the major skill stats all mean something for all the different characters so it's not like yes there's some there's some classes that yes you want to focus here yeah but it's not like it's not like the old days where oh I'm going to use a I'm going to be a magic user and I don't have to worry about strength. Well that's not true, right? Because strength actually means something different for a magic user than it does for a tank. Mhm. Right. Yes. So it, I I I like that. Um and uh, the 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 whole thing about Diablo which is uh, a lot of people like is the collecting, right? It's it's the, it sparks the collector in you because you're finding unique items and the way that you can augment them now is like you have huge flexibility, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, when you when you find him, him or her, whatever the first one is, I think it's a him. It's the shady character, the occultist. He's the gambler now. You right. have a different type of currency with him, and the drop rate is good. Yeah. Like it's not like was it not Greaves, but I was gonna call him Grease, but yeah. I think it was Geed, Geed, Geed. That Gide? was it. Yeah, Gide. in uh, in Diablo two in Tristram, mm-hmm. it's not like him where you're like constantly gambling and you're just getting junk after junk. This thing is like t- typically consistently on the third or fourth item that drops. It's like bam, legendary. I'm like, oh, <laughs> when you when you see him. Because the thing is, at at the beginning, you could, you get a, a cap of that special currency that, that that person uses, and you can only hold up to five hundred. So once you hit five hundred, you have to go to them because anything you find just doesn't. You don't pick it up. Right. So you're you're the game's almost forcing you. Yes, you got to go to the occultist. Not not the occultist. I forgot what he's called, but oh, the purveyor of antiquities and curiosities. I think that's what they call him. The occultist is the one that you can augment weapons in right. a non-blacksmith way, I guess. Right. Yeah, yeah. But and enjoy it. Um, and when you when you catch up, uh, I'll, I'll join you in the dungeon because right now I, I I'd be I'd be crushing things. <laughs> but, <laughs> but unless you're having problems with a dungeon, you let me know. I will. That's what I did with Elden Ring. Is I just uh, let Steve Irwin's son Jack know, and then he came and uh, <laughs> saved my ass. Yeah. Okay, so the last story we have, um, this one is, uh, you know, bringing it back to some of our old crew, just like uh, Stevie D, who we've had on the show. I'm going to have to see about trying to figure out how to contact the author of not of the story, but of the video. So recently, a AI-generated Blue Jays commercial started going viral. And someone had sent me this, uh, a video, and then I looked at the original tweet and I went, oh, I know the guy that made this video. Yes. <laughs> so Josh Shyaman is a senior producer at TSN. Man, how long has he been there? 
Oh, he was since 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 we played softball with him and watching wrestling. We're talking, you know, attitude. And Josh would get us tickets. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was probably at TSN since the late '90s. Like I think it's always been something he's like. It was just kind of like this dream that he had when he was a kid, and just he's worked there. And I don't think he's ever gone anywhere else. But um, either way, he decides to use one of these text-to-video AIs to generate a Blue Jays commercial. He used a one called Runway ML, which I think we have to try one day, Curtis, on another episode when we have time. Maybe maybe a little commercial for our show. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if they have it. But uh, so he put in some parameters. I guess the whole point of these text-to-video type thing is you kind of tell it, hey, I want to uh, – it's a baseball, this team, I want – kids eating hot dogs with mustard and ketchup and wow this thing kind of like it's disturbing if it starts off okay Mm -hmm, yeah and then it starts getting really disturbing like the kids are eating hot dogs and suddenly the hot dog disappears and it's like looks like they're eating their hands yes it does look like they're eating their hands and (laughs) one guy's got like a like 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 a um like his jaw has become unhinged yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like I, I love one of the comments which is what have you done <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and and what this um sort of tells me larry is that like the ai revolution where where skynet basically either enslaves or destroys humanity is at least 20 years off. They're not ready. It's not ready right now. That or this is this this video that that Josh put together is a is a sign. That could be too. That's another it, it, possibility. It's a warning. It's a yeah. warning. It could be it could be a warning. <laughs> Don't mess with us. Um yeah, yeah. So I thought I thought it was hilarious. A we have this viral video and I I was actually got to say, "Oh, I know the guy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Josh, Stevie D, Garside, they would all come in, Curtis and I, they would call and Steve and would all come over and watch pay-per-view professional wrestling over at our, pl- at our old place. Yeah. You know, during the Attitude Era. Yeah, I, and, think, yeah. I think we ran, like, we, we, we had a pretty good run of, like, maybe, like, what would you say, three years of not missing a major pay-per-view? Oh, definitely. Maybe I, longer. Easy. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Saw Josh not too, too long ago. I think I saw him at, at, uh, the, at the Billy Bishop Island Airport. Okay. I think he was getting onto a plane and I was just getting off and leaving. And we were just kind of like ships in the night passing. <laughs> so I, I got as far as kind of, you know, handshake. Hey, how's everything doing? Blah, blah, blah. And like he was like, I was just blocking traffic and he was kind of going so um it'd be good to kind of see and catch up and see how things are doing at tsn um see what kind of segments he's producing i know a very famous one was uh he he remember him telling me the story i think it was one of his big stories at the time which was he was doing a uh it was during the olympics um and he went down to to look at the jamaican bobsled program okay and his famous story is they're still heavily run by gangs, right? This is Kingston. Right. right? Yeah. And I guess their guide uh, had to go to the 
like there's this he said there was this confrontation confrontation there was a parlay that happened between their guide and the mob boss that ran that area that they wanted to film so after the exchange of i don't know a very nominal fee i think i think he's he might have mentioned it was like $200 US they were friends <laughs> <laughs> No problem. <laughs> and there was like, basically, he came to Josh. He goes, don't worry. Anyone touches you? He basically said, I will F them up. <laughs> and this is, you know, coming from a mob boss with a machete on his hip. Yeah. And he's pointing at, um, like, building tops. And, like, not that, you know, not that they're crack snipers, but there are people on rooftops armed, he was basically saying. And and who's the um, who at the time was the the Olympic guy back in the early two thousands? Curtis, um, all white hair was a Brian something Brian. Oh, am I am I getting is am I butchering his name? He used to be like Mister Olympics, right? He for for sports. Oh, uh, Brian Williams. Brian Williams. Yeah. So he was down there with him, Brian. <laughs> and apparently, Brian Williams was like nervous as heck. <laughs> and then he was fine. Like yeah. after, after, you know, the change of money and whatever. And he's like, the mob boss is super friendly. And they get, they got this picture with the mob boss, gray, <laughs> gray dreads. And I remember, you know, Josh has got this great photo with him and, and, uh, Brian Williams was like, I don't know about this. And he's like, and then he was fine for the photo. Right. But yeah, <laughs> that, that was a fantastic story. I think I still tell it to this day. Like I remember just, uh, I, that's hilarious. <laughs> you know uh yeah so so i don't know maybe i'll i'll see if i can get in contact with josh see what see what he's up to see if he's interested in maybe jump on the show get get a little get a little catch up with the man the man the legend we can see yeah. what he's doing these days how yeah. you know holding it down in tsn yeah see if he has any takes on, maybe he's still uh, watching wrestling yeah. I, think he, I bet he i bet he still does he might have some takes on uh some of the current uh the current trends See, the you, you need to. Lines. You still need. You need to watch now that you have wow. extra time as a as a father. You should. You should at least extra kind of- time as a father. Where's this extra time as a father coming from? Wow, I want some of that. Yeah, uh, there you go. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening to Curtis and I. You can catch Curtis and I weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you can get your favorite podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like. Leave us a question on some of the platforms and and where you can, a rating would be great because it'll help others find our little podcast. Curtis, any last words? Just uh looking forward looking forward to a to a season of Dick at the uh Scotiabank Arena. Hey, he could turn the team around and you know who knew Dick could turn the team around. <laughs> right. that, that, that that all the Raptors needed was some Dick. <laughs> that's that's right. Oh my god, this is devolving all of a sudden. Yeah, well, you know, like it just it just goes to show, like, you know, like we're two men in our fifties who like have jobs and families and generally and, I think comport ourselves yeah. in a in a in a fairly professional manner, but but this is this is brought out oh, brought out the worst in us. <laughs> <laughs> oh that it is that it is 
Okay, we'll 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 have to we'll have to we'll have to keep track on Dick there. So, uh, thank you for listening again, and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.